Welcome to the weekly podcast of Trinity Life Church. We are a local church that gathers in downtown Toronto on Sundays and all throughout our city during the week. Now our mission is to help people discover their identity and destiny in Christ so we can influence our city, our country, and our world. If you're looking for a place to call home, we'd love to have you. Our services are Sunday from 10.30 to noon at Jarvis Collegiate. Enjoy this week's podcast. Today is a unique day for us. It's a day where Daniel and Linda will be, this is their last Sunday with us. They're, they're leaving. Um, they're going to move away from Toronto in June. And, and so this is uh, a day that's sad for us. We've been mourning, I feel like, for the past four months. Um, but it's also a day of celebration. We really want to celebrate. We want to celebrate what God has done, what God is doing, what God is going to do uh, with our church, with who we are, and with uh, the Yang family. So um, today is hopefully through the tears. It's going to be upbeat. <laughs> um, I'm not typically a person who cries a lot. And you guys, you guys laugh at that because you see me here. But if you ask Missy you know that this is true, that I don't really cry. Um, and like, I didn't cry when my kids were born. Like, for you fathers out there, you're like, what? How didn't you cry when your, your kids are born? Um, I cry like, and when the spirit moves on me, it's like he moves through my tears. Uh, so that's why you're like, that's why you're laughing because you see me talk up here and, um, and hopefully it means the spirit's moving uh, through me. But it's, it's really just, just that. So like, I don't, I don't cry in movies. I don't cry when I get hurt, like none of that. Um, like, come on, come on, punch me in the face, come up here. So, uh, but uh, today I'm probably gonna cry, <laughs> just warning you. Um, I already cried this morning <laughs> before we came in today. And then I saw Linda and I was gonna say something to her and I just got choked up, and I walked out. <laughs> she was like, it's too early. <laughs> and I said, I received that rebuke, sister. <laughs> and I left. Um, so, and it's okay, because uh, in, in some senses, yes, we're, we're mourning um, a loss. But uh, that's if we have a church mentality. And we don't have a church mentality at Trinity Life Church. We have a kingdom mentality. So we're not mourning a loss. We're celebrating a victory in the kingdom. Because we have a family here who is hearing, trusting, and obeying. And we're going to bless them and release them like we would anybody else. Okay, like we would you. Like we do for you. Like... Like we've been teaching and preaching over the past four years. So, hey Justin, why don't you come over here and sit with your, fa <laughs> sit with your family. <laughs> Justin was on worship, so he probably just wanted to sneak in, but you don't have to bend down. <laughs> there you go. Um, and, and so we, Daniel, Linda, the Yang family, Justin, Connor, Joel, Abraham, they're no different. We're releasing them into the kingdom. And 
uh, I say Justin, Connor, Joel, <coughs> and even Abraham, <laughs> uh, intentionally and specifically because you're like, well, they don't really have a choice. They have to go where their parents go. But they do have a choice. Um, they have a choice to operate in bitterness or they have a choice to operate in life. This is, um, I'm going to do this a lot because I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I'm going to stifle it the whole time <laughs> and my chest is going to hurt, <laughs> but it's going to stay in here. Um, they have a choice when they move to be bitter or to choose life, to choose life or death, to recognize that God is moving them or to, reckon, or to rebel against God. Uh, to honor their parents or to dishonor them, to honor God or to dishonor him. So even though they have to move where they, where they move, they have a choice in their actions, in their attitude, in their behavior, in their thoughts. And so it's still very much, it's still very much a calling for them. So that makes me emotional because I moved around a lot growing up. And... I know how hard it is. So I went to three different high schools. I went to three different middle schools. I went to three different elementary schools um, in different countries. Uh, so um, they're, they're gonna experience the same thing. Um, so as we bless Daniel and Linda today, as we celebrate them, we're gonna celebrate just, I hope that's not my daughters. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> it's probably Abraham. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna bless Justin Connor, Joel and Abraham as well. So today's gonna be a little different. We're in the middle of our rethink series, and you see up here we're rethinking leadership today. Uh, that's not a joke. <laughs> we actually are gonna talk about leadership today and, and what that means for us uh, in, in terms of celebrating, like I said, what God has done, what God is doing, and, and what God is going to do. So today I'm not going to exactly be, I'm not going to take 30, 40 minutes like we normally do and just preach out of this passage. Um, I'll say a few words on the passage, and we're going to do some awesome things throughout, throughout the time and along that rubric that I just laid out in terms of celebration. So um, just to get us started, uh, Trinity Life is, uh, is very unique. Trinity Life has a very unique story. And for those of you guys who are, who are newer, who are, is it Abraham? <laughs> he doesn't want to leave. I mean, well, I mean, he's just expressing what I feel on the inside. <laughs> he's just letting it all out. He's like, this sucks. Uh, so, uh, where was I before Abraham <laughs> interrupted? Uh, yeah, the story of Trinity Life, thank you. Um, it's very unique. So my family, we moved to Toronto uh, December 2012, and we moved here to start a church in downtown Toronto. We knew nobody when we moved here. Nobody, like nobody in the core. Uh, it was, we had zero relationships. One of the first people we actually met was Esther. There she is, sitting right there. 
Um, she worked in the Starbucks across the street from us, and that's a, a whole other story, but um, they were our first Canadian friends here in the city, and, um, and so, uh, yeah, we started from scratch, and two weeks later, I met Daniel and Linda. They moved into the city to do the same thing at the same time, in the same place. We had the same calling. When we talked, we shared so much vision language, city engagement strategy, theology, philosophy, all the things you need to be aligned with in church planting, method, uh, theology, all those things we, we were aligned on. And um, our families met, we had them over for dinner, and we met and sat around our table, and we said, why aren't we doing this together? We know I, the Spirit is doing something here. And that was scary. It was exciting, but it was scary because we didn't know each other at all. Like, we had just met. We didn't know each other's leadership abilities. We didn't know each other's gifts. Uh, we didn't know each other's personalities. Like, just personality, right? Um, but we knew God wanted us to start something unique and amazing in the city, in Trinity Life Church. So we both, uh, we both put aside, uh, I remember Daniel saying, uh, let's come to the table uh, empty-handed and open-handed and let's, let's build together. So um, we did that and it started out with two families just engaging the city. We didn't start in a Bible study. We didn't start in a worship service. We didn't plan our church by um, uh, any, of those, any of those things. Uh, we started by working in Regent Park, engaging our city, networking around our city, and, and showing our city that the church has something to offer them. And we started doing that in Regent Park. And Dan and I first met at the Timothys on Sherburn and uh, Bloor. Yeah, yeah. And then we had breakfast at Eggsmart just down the street from that in another meeting. And we just felt this tremendous burden for the east end of Toronto and specifically Regent Park. And and we knew the city was working there, so if we engaged there, that we would, we would also engage with the city at the same time. And that's how we started. We started by blessing the city, by networking with organizations there, secular, they're mostly secular, but also Salvation Army there, um, some other churches in the area. And, and that was it. And then we started worshiping together as families. And out of that, out of just mission and community, it attracted people. And so it's very unique because none of you guys here today would be here today if none of that happened. If two families didn't hear, trust, and obey God into a calling into a new city and a new country. And we had never stepped foot in Toronto or in Canada before I knew God wanted us in downtown Toronto. We didn't have to come here to see it. We knew we were gonna be here. We knew God had called us here. And we knew we were gonna take up our roots there and plant them here. And that we were gonna raise our family in Canada, that we were gonna be full out here in Toronto. And, um, and we took that and, that, and all of those things vaulted us and started attracting people. And what was unique about us is when we started, we said we're gonna co-pastor. Now in the, West, in the Western church, this doesn't really happen. Co-pastoring doesn't really happen. Um, 
you know, it's more of a top-down mentality where you have one lead, lead person and they're leading the way. And Daniel and I said, we're going to do this together. We're going to vision together. We're going to strategize together. We're going to help prepare sermons together. We're going to share those duties. We're going to develop leaders together. We're going to do everything together um, because we want to build the church not more quickly, but we want to build it more strongly. And we want to build it in a healthy way. So um, that's, how, that's how we started. And, and then eventually we launched public services uh, September 2013, we launched public services, and I'm going to show you a video right now that we showed at our very first service uh, in the K-Club in Regent Park. So it was during our first vision trip, um, Lynn and I, we had dinner with a couple that was from Toronto, and we had a great, fantastic evening, um, and it was probably about halfway through our conversation that night that Linda just kind of withdrew. She got code to the conversation and just kind of stopped talking altogether, and that's pretty odd for, uh, for Linda. And so after we had dinner, after we um, said byes and paid our bill, um, uh, after a little bit, I asked Linda what happened and why did she grow code, why did she stop talking? And she explained to me that um, if we were going to plant a church in Toronto, it was going to be very difficult because that couple and the people all around us seemed very happy and successful without Jesus. And um, how were we going to share Jesus with people who weren't asking to learn more about Him? to know him. And that, that, at that point, I realized the, the difficulty and the depth of our call to come to plant a church in Toronto. And so it was at that point that I turned her and said, well, they're the reason why we need to be here. Toronto is a city that is undergoing massive changes. The population is increasing, the city's influence is increasing, and right now the city is focused on an area called Regent Park, the area that we're starting Trinity Life in. It's a diverse area, uh, socioeconomically, religiously, ethnically, and there are many organizations that have moved into this area, businesses, nonprofits that have the purpose of revitalizing the area, of transforming the area. So in many ways, God has chosen this area for us, and He is moving here. The Spirit is moving in Regent Park and is moving through Trinity Life in this area. And we, we want to partner with these organizations. We want to infuse the gospel with what they're doing for the community. Because the people here, they're seeking identity. They're seeking truth, and we have that to offer them in the gospel. It's been truly amazing to see God at work uh, since we've been here in Toronto. You know, God didn't start working when I moved here, when Daniel moved here. Uh, he's been working, and we've seen so many evidences of that since we've been up here. I moved up here uh, just with my family, and then two weeks later I met Daniel and his family, and we decided to do this, this church plant together, and it's been Amazing to see God bring a core team together just with our families. And we've met people that are part of our team right now uh, randomly on the street. We've met them in 
parks, we've met them in our neighborhoods, we've met them in Starbucks, uh, and God has continued to add to our team. He's continued to develop relationships, and we've seen that He's been working in other people's lives the same time as He's been working in our lives. And it's been amazing to see the Spirit move. When we moved here, God gave us the passages of Luke 5 and Luke 11, to have a harvester's mentality and also to pray boldly in the Spirit. We've done both those things. We've seen great things happen in the building of a team uh, here at Trinity Life. So we've been here five, six months now. We're learning what it means to be Canadian, what it means to be Torontonian. Our core group is coming together. We're seeing people hear the gospel for the first time. We're seeing people's lives begin to change. And in a couple of months from now, we're gonna launch the first expression of Trinity Life Church. But our vision is this, that over the next few years that we wanna see more churches um, planted all throughout the neighborhoods of Toronto because we believe that in order to reach Toronto that you need to have churches that look like the neighborhoods, talk like the neighborhoods, they know the issues in the neighborhoods and they live in the places where they worship and so that's our heart. We want to see church planters and people raised within Trinity Life to begin to look outside throughout all the rest of the city to plant new churches in our city but also throughout the world and so our vision is that God would use our mustard seed group right now to do kingdom work to bring renewal in our city and from our city we begin to fulfill the great commission all throughout the world so that was four years ago um, that we shot that that video and so now you're probably asking some questions no, we weren't wearing lipstick in those black and white shots, although it looks like our lips are really red. Um, two, yes, Linda was actually quiet during that dinner. <laughs> um, but also, like, leadership is, was so significant to us at the beginning. Co-pastoring was so important to us. Humility and wisdom were so important to us. Those are things that we sought the Spirit after. Those are things that we prayed for. So we knew if something like this was going to work, um, we needed both of those. And we showed that at our first church service. And I remember thinking, wow, like, this is actually happening. And now we're showing it four years later. And it's amazing to see where God has brought us, and, and I mean, leadership, uh, I mean, just, if you look around you, and you, you look at the people that God has brought to Trinity Life Church, you guys are all capable leaders. You guys are all built for leadership. You guys are all uh, discovering identity and destiny, but in order to influence our city and the world, we're not, we're not followers of Jesus just to sit around. God is doing something unique here, and we've always been about releasing people. And this is why, with Daniel and Linda leaving, it's not a big deal for our church in the sense of leadership, because we've been developing leaders our whole time in this city. Yeah, this is why even today, two of our most prominent leaders aren't even here today. One like had a baby. She's, <laughs> uh, but, you know, so she has a legit excuse. Adam, our worship pastor, isn't here. He's in Ohio with a partner church. Um, but 
we don't we don't need everybody here all the time because we've we've been devoted to developing leaders and doing it in a certain way. And this is what the passage talks about. So in in the first two verses that Molly read, uh, it says a couple things. I just want to point out three things in this passage. It says, or Paul says here, this is how one should regard us as servants of Christ. Let's just stop for a second there. Uh, that word servants is literally Paul saying, God has called us to be under rowers. And when you hear that, you should think of a big ship with people who are rowing the boat underneath. No one, no one cares about those people. They're like the, the least of the servants and the slaves on the ship because they're the ones, but they're the ones who are working the hardest, aren't they? And without them, the ship wouldn't, wouldn't move. But, and he says here, that's who we are as servants of Christ. We're actually under rowers. We're actually down there in the bottom of the ship making it go. And that's what we do for not, not just our church, but that's our vision for the city. That the city would, that we would see revival come into our city because of this type of leadership because we are sacrificing ourselves for the sake of the gospel in order for our city to see the gospel. This is being salt and light. This is preserving God's culture in our city. This is keeping God's culture going in our city without people even realizing it. He says that's how we are. That's how people should regard us. We're no one special, he's saying, and, and even for himself who's an apostle, he's like, I'm no one special. I'm just a servant and God is using me and then second, he says, we're stewards of the mysteries of God. And stewards there is also a servant slash slave connotation. But here you have the under rower. He says, but we're also stewards. Stewards were the, the highest form. They were the highest regarded servants because they're the ones that the master of the house trusted the most and would entrust to them the house and the order of the house, and maintaining the house. So at the same time, he says, now, this is all within servanthood. He says, we're the lowest of, of servants, but also we're stewards because God has given us, he's, he's trusted us so much to give us something uh, to manage. And we just talked about, Daniel talked about this last week, about the temple of God. He says, we are that temple, the church in our city, the church around the world, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Our expression of the church here at Trinity Life, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. And not only that, the Holy Spirit dwells in each of us, right? We're, we're all priests. And, and now he's saying the church, this is where the glory of God, the presence of God, the rest of God, the peace of God, the joy, the goodness, the mercy, the forgiveness, all that of God dwells here in the body of Christ, in us. And he stewarded that responsibility to us. And also the mysteries of God. That in itself is a mystery. There's so many other mysteries. The gospel is a mystery. Marriage is a mystery. I mean, we can, we can go on and on about the mysteries of God that have been stewarded to us, not to keep and hold on to here, but to disseminate throughout our city and into our culture and into our world. And that's why the vision statement of Trinity Life is first discovering your identity in Christ and your destiny in Christ in order to influence our city and the world. Because that's what we're about, raising up leaders to do that. 
And uh, Daniel and Linda are no different. They've been developing as much as leaders here as any of, as any of you have. Look at, look at verses three through five, and let's, let's start celebrating what God is doing. It says, but with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court. This is the Apostle Paul talking. And when he says this very small thing, he's basically saying uh, it's infinitesimally small. Like it's, it's the thing I don't even consider that I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I don't even judge myself. From not aware of anything against myself, but I'm not thereby acquitted, it is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. So Daniel, Linda, I want to give you guys a charge this morning. Um, don't look at me. <laughs> like, look up here. <laughs> no, you can look at me. Um, I'll just look right here. Um, don't let anyone judge you for what, for the decision that you're making. And we don't understand everything that's, that's happening to our church. We don't understand uh, everything about the calling. We, we may not understand, understand everything about what God is doing in this time in our church and in our city and with the Yang family. Um, but don't let our feelings or our propensity as humans to judge take you guys off the path of following Jesus. I can't speak for the rest of everybody, um, but I know for our church, because we lead this way, and for Missy and I, we've never once doubted that you're following Jesus. God's gonna bring to light the things now hidden in darkness for us. He's gonna disclose the purposes of the heart. And on that day, each one will receive his commendation from God. So trust in that. And for us as a church, we need to trust in that passage as well. That although we don't understand it all, although we love Daniel and Linda, we love them. We have to release them into the kingdom because we can't understand all the purposes of God. We can't understand why, why God would do this at this point. And we may have reasons uh, where we think, but I still think those are still a little veiled. And Missy and I know them the best, probably out of anybody in this world. And it's, it's still a little veiled for us. So trust in Jesus. Trust that God will disclose those purposes in his time. And when he says time here, there's two words for time in the Greek. And this one is referring to the right occasion. This one is, is not referring to specific chronological time, but to the right occasion. God will reveal that to us. So we didn't talk about this, but I want you guys to come up and share a little bit. You have one and a half minutes. I'm just kidding. 
I want you guys to come up and share um, a little bit and to thank and to celebrate what God is doing. Um, Because God is doing something in you guys and um, yeah. Um, Yeah, well, thanks for uh, the opportunity to just kind of give some last closing thoughts. And I feel like there's one more thing that I need to do before we wrap things up. And I hope it doesn't ruin your sermon. But um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for uh, just the friendship and the love and the family that we've experienced over the last four years. Uh, Like I said last week, we really have given our all to this community. Uh, and three and a half months ago, I don't think we would have seen this happening. Uh, but at the same time, uh, there's no anxiety in what God is uh, preparing us for. There's uh, a lot of um, just um, peace with our next step. And uh, most of you guys know kind of the uh, idea is we get a chance to get some rest as a family. And then this summer, I'll start a PhD uh, in Chicago, uh, and I'll be studying how to Uh, do missions in a new way here in North America, given the changing demographics of uh, our continent and these two countries. And so, um, in in a sense, I'll continue to do the work that we've done here at Trinity Life uh, at a higher level. And uh, I just have been really uh, blessed by each and every one of you guys and your love for our family and your love for um, uh, Linda. Uh, And I just really thank you uh, to the ladies that have loved my wife uh, the way that you would love it. Uh, your older sister or your aunt, uh, uh, your mama bear, I guess is your name. Uh, And so just want to just express our appreciation. I really, uh, I'll be honest with you, like I'm trying to not get to the emotions just because I feel like um, I will not be useful if I went there. Um, But uh, I I just want to say we love you guys and there's no way to make this easier for us other than knowing that you guys have um, been family to us. And I do have uh, one uh, closing thought, and I'll let Linda speak, and then I want to do something real quick. Mike, I don't want to ruin your plan, you know, but I want to do something real quick. Um, and, uh, and that is that as we continue to grow um, as members of this church, um, that you just continue to to follow the vision and the unity of this church. And God is doing something so beautiful. Even if you've just been here for three to four weeks or if you've been here three to four years, God is doing something so beautiful here um, that it hurts us, it pains us that we have to leave this. Uh, it pains us that we have to leave something so beautiful that even if we weren't pastors of this, of this church, we would very much make this uh, our church in this city. And so I just, wanna, um, I just wanna encourage you to continue to take a step up rather than a step back. Uh, and in that, really watch what God has planned for you in this community. Uh, it's so much more than you could ever have imagined. It's just not you attending a worship service. God has something very specific uh, planned for you. And so I want to encourage you to continue to do that. You share something, and then I want to pray over the church as well. I might turn back up right into the left. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. Um, I, um, I, don't, I don't know where to begin or what to share, but um, I mean, he's, he's thanked you guys, and I don't know how many times I've thanked you guys, uh, only because we've, we have been so loved and taken care of while we were here, and um, you know, I, I never imagined I would have so many 
sisters you know, in my family. It's me and the youngest and my older sister. And uh, I've always wanted a little sister, but like to come here and the vast amount of sisters that I have, it's been incredible uh, for me uh, and even brothers. Um, we've so enjoyed doing life with you guys and um, how you've allowed us to be in your life and how you've, um, yeah, just treated us like we were your family member. And that has meant the world to us. And, um, you know, the beginning when we were, um, we knew we were going to go. And we, I started to see all the new faces here. And um, a little, I felt, I was very sad because I knew that I couldn't continue to build on um, relationships or have the new relationships with the new folks here. And uh, I remember just the Lord just saying, hey, you know, <laughs> It's going to be okay because um, you have so many other sisters here that will be extending and growing in that relationship. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm just so thankful that um, I was able to do life with you guys. We were able to share in on your journey and your story and to be a part of that and to see the things to come. We are going to be expecting and waiting in anticipation to see more uh, from the Lord from afar. Um, but we, we do want to encourage you to keep going and moving in the direction that God has you. Um, that's the best gift you can give us is how is having you do your due diligence and loving God and loving one another and growing the way that you've been growing with us. Um, I want to give two sp specific uh, shout-outs. Uh, one's not here. As Mike mentioned, Michelle's not here. She's had a baby last night. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, she could have been here. Um, I, I want to thank Michelle, so maybe she can listen to this on the recording, or I don't know. But uh, Michelle was the first person before moving to Toronto that we met, and uh, she was our Macedonian call, really. Uh, we moved here. She was working at Stone Church at the time. This is October 2012. We sat across from her at the Timothys at Sherburn and Bloor and just shared with her our vision and something in our spirit. We just knew that she was going to join our team. And she was working at a different church at this time, but it was like she became the confirmation for us that God had called us here. Uh, and uh, it took her a year and a half before she joined the team, but that was okay. Uh, and so, Michelle, I just want to say thank you, and thank you for uh, leading our board and leading our leadership here. It's been tremendous working uh, underneath our board. And then uh, lastly is I want to thank um, Mike and Missy, and um, we love you. Uh, I've not had a closest a friend as Mike has been to me, uh, and um, I look so social at times, but I'm very much... <clears throat> a private person, and Mike has, you have as much knowledge about me probably as Linda does, and I love you. Um, thank you for pastoring me well, and uh, it pains me to not just leave this place, but it pains me to think that what we've had the last four years is going to change, and I think both of you and I believe it's going to be better, but at the same time, it's going to be a struggle. Um, it's been our greatest honor to serve you alongside with you. Um, and it's been our greatest privilege to have you as our pastors these past four years. Uh, 
what you guys don't know is uh, the hardest people to pastor in this church for Mike and Missy has been Lena and I, uh, and they've done that so well. And so um, uh, they will continue to lead this church as they always have been. Uh, and I am so excited uh, to know that they will continue to lead our church in the direction that God's called us to. And I feel like I have one bit of, uh, like my last responsibility as one of the pastors here at this church is to lead a time of prayer over you guys. And um, <clears throat> there's a story where Jesus is on the cross and believe me, I'm not equating myself to Jesus, but this has been my paradigm as I was praying through this time. Uh, Jesus is on the cross and there's um, Mary, his mom, and then there's John. And uh, Jesus says to John, I just want you to take care of my mom. And uh, I want you guys to take care of Mike and Missy. Just take care of them. Uh, they're going to do 120% to take care of this church. And uh, I just want to entrust them to you guys. Uh, and no one believe that you will take care of them. So I like to pray for you guys, if you guys don't mind coming up here <clears throat> and kneeling, and I'm just going to invite a couple of people to come. Are you, is okay, are you guys okay kneeling? Okay. I'm going to invite some people to come up here and pray. Trevor, can I have you come up here as well? Uh, Trevor is on our board. Uh, Stephen DeKuyper, can you join us up here? Uh, Archie uh, and Cindy, if she's in here, she may be with the kids. Sath and Charmaine, if you guys can come up here. Uh, Brandon and Wing, uh, if you guys can come up here. Stephen and Rebecca, uh, Aaron and Mindy, can you guys come up here? Um, uh, Curtis and Kelly, yeah, come up here. If you guys can come around them and, uh, yeah, just get, yeah, don't worry about the camera shot, just get around them. Um, I want to... Um, I want to give you guys uh, I'm going to give you guys the burden and the privilege to uh, be the ones that will take care of my community uh, and they're very healthy people they're not needy uh, so don't worry about those things but I just it makes me feel better that this is the group. So let's pray. God, thank you that you uh, have called us to a greater mission than uh, what we could ever plan for ourselves. <clears throat> and, uh, Lord, I, I stand under your authority. I stand as one of the elders of this church. And I stand with uh, this group of brothers and sisters that we commit ourselves to the welfare of our pastor. We commit ourselves to honoring um, them and to providing for them and to providing emotionally, uh, physically, uh, spiritually, uh, for them. Uh, Lord, we receive the responsibility of um, 
uh, of taking care of uh, those among us who oversee uh, the flock. And Lord, we receive uh, all of the uh, responsibilities that come with having to support them in the seasons where it's difficult. Uh, and Lord, we also um, want to uh, express our commitment to them as individuals and uh, personal uh, followers of Jesus, that they would continue to grow in their leadership, that they would continue to grow in their identity and their destiny. Uh, Lord, and right now, <clears throat> I just bless um, Missy and Mike. Lord, with whatever you've given me, God, I just pray you give it to them twice. God, I pray that uh, the things that are in seed form and begin to grow. I bless the gifts that are exclusively Mike's, that those would become the gifts of this church. I pray that where he's not gifted, that the hundred of us that surround him this morning, that we would rise up and take our place in the kingdom. I bless Missy to be a mother over this church not out of striving, not out of um, uh, personal uh, effort, but just being, just being a daughter of the King. And we bless them, we honor them as our pastors of this church. And we say thank you for loving us so well that you would give us leaders like this. And so we receive the responsibility and the privilege of being Trinity Life in this city. We say thank you that the story that's only been three and a half, four years old. It's just the beginning. And the greater days are uh, ahead of us. So Lord, we praise you. And thank you for being so wise that you would do it this way. Uh, Lord, it's humbling to know that at the end of the day, you did it this way because it brings the most glory to you. And so I just pray for the next 20 to 30 to 40 years that you use us, that God, um, that we would continue to be humble, serve our city, just as Jesus, you lay down your life. And so we thank you and we bless Mike and Missy and bless our leadership here and bless our people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Am I, there we go. Um, I'm getting old, it's hard for me to get up from the ground. Uh, come back up here. <laughs> Actually, come back up here. <laughs> We're, uh, thank you, thank you so much. Um, yeah, that was so beautiful. Um, so we, we have, some things to, to present to you guys. Um, and Daniel and Lynn have been such an integral part of so many of our lives, of, of the ministries at Trinity Life. They've had a hand on every single thing that's happened in this church. And uh, two groups that are very representative of that, but not all inclusive of it, are the Mommies Group and the, uh, their BLG. So I want to start first with the mommies group and just share a little bit about that.
Just talking. Um, it was, uh, yeah, poor timing for me to have to follow that up. But um, <laughs> uh, many of you know that Linda leads our kids and uh, nursery ministry, but some of you may not know that she did start this mommy's group um, about uh, two to three years ago, kind of born out of a need from having Abraham. And it can be just very difficult as a mom of being present in church and like during service or in during a small group or a BLG. Um, so she created this mommy's group where we could mommies could get together and just pray and um, have a community with kids fighting and screaming and crying and needing to be fed and all of those things. But we all, we were all in the same boat, so it was okay to do that um, together. Um, and so one way that we wanted to, um, one way that we wanted to honor Linda um, was we created a book. Um, it's a photo book that has pictures of all of our children um, <laughs> because um, with notes attached to it. Um, the notes are um, written from our kids' perspective um, and just to show you like the legacy and the impact that you'll have, um, it's not just in our own lives that you've poured into us, but through, through your pouring out into the mommy's group, um, it has a generational effect into our kids. Mm -hmm. And so we just wanted to uh, present a book to you with, with all of our kids and how that will have a, a lasting legacy effect here at Trinity Life. So that's from mommy's group. Um, there's some other gifts from nursery and Kid City and a lot of fun things in that back for you. So. We also have um, Daniel and his BLG that they want to they want to present something and say some words to to Daniel Linda as well. Who's and there is she? There we are. <laughs> um, it's pretty hard to say goodbye to you guys. Um, I'm not somebody with many words, but in thinking about um, what to get you guys, I, I couldn't really think of anything material-wise that you would really care about, because it's not something that you guys really care about. So I thought of the thing that would matter to most to you and Linda, and, and that is, um, um, you guys are so obviously invested in all the everybody's lives here, um, so intertwined. Um, it makes me really, really sad, actually, that you guys, all the stories that you're a part of here, you won't get to see unfold in person. So we thought we would, we would each write something in this book, a story about you and Linda, which are probably many, uh, but any, any story, we're gonna invite the church to write in this book as well, uh, a story to share with you something that you can take with you, um, and something that, that represents um, what you've invested here. You can take this with you, read them at your leisure, and we're gonna ask people actually to leave the last third of the book blank reserved for you guys, because um, I, I fully believe that even though you aren't going to be here in person, that the stories that you've started here and that you've 
helped write here, they're going to continue after you're gone. Um, we're going to be in touch. You're going to find out what's going on. And you're going to have a chance to continue the stories on your own. Um, so I want to give this to you guys. Um, we're going to fill it up. Don't worry. It's a, little, it's a little empty right now. We didn't have a chance to, to put it all in. But um, I fully expect that this, this book, it might not even be enough um, for all the stories that, and lives that you've touched. And we hope that you'll get a chance to see how God is working um, in each of our lives after you've, after you've gone. So, oh, you wanna? Um, so we are hoping now that if we can get the other members of our BLG to, to come up, and we just wanna pray over Daniel and Linda um, and lay hands on, and yeah, and for, for everyone else to just pray with us as well, and um, yeah, just send them off well, and yeah. So if you wanna come up, if you're a part of our BLG. And if, why don't you guys move up? Yeah, if, you've, if you've also ever been a part of a BOG with Daniel and Linda, why don't you come up? Yeah, that's So a lot of us who, in our original BOG, it was all one, right? Our original group was all one. Um, yeah, we can come up in front of them too, guys. Is... Is Justin up here? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Father, I just thank you so much for this beautiful family. I thank you for Daniel, for Linda, um, for Abe, <laughs> for Joel, for Connor, um, and for Justin, Lord. Father, I thank you for, I thank you for the way that you have um, just worked so beautifully through them, Lord. I thank you for, um, I thank you for every single time, Lord, that they said yes to what you're asking them to do. I thank you for every single um, step forward that they took in obedience, maybe a little bit in trembling, God, but it has, it has been, um, such a blessing and Father made such an impact um, on all of us, God. And Father, we just want to, we want to send them off well, Lord. Father, we pray that the next small steps forward, the next leaps forward, God, um, Father, that they, would, that they would walk forward in boldness and confidence in you, Father, knowing that what you're calling them into is so good because you are so good and you love them so much, Lord. Um, yeah, Father, I pray for the boys. I thank you for them. And I, yeah, I just pray your, your protection, Lord, and your covering over them in Jesus' name as they, as they step into a new season. Father, that you would fill them actually with joy and excitement about what is to come, God, that they would remember that they are your sons and that you have such good things for them, Lord, um, that it wasn't just a mom and dad thing, that actually you involved them in all of this planning as well, and you see everything that is next for them. And so I thank you for them, Lord, and I just bless them in Jesus' name.
Amen. All right. Hey, guys. We are still celebrating today. Like, this isn't, uh, I know there's been a lot of tears, but let's talk about what God is going to do. Let's talk about what he will do. Uh, and, you know, we've talked about the past, the present, and now let's, let's talk about the future of Trinity Life and just where he's taking us. So in order to get us there, I'm gonna sh we're going to show another video. Um, this is our three-year video from our three-year birthday. And I love this video because it says everything about who we are as a community. So let, let this video, who's, it's you guys, um, like bring us back up. This is home. Family, support, compass. Recognizing Toronto's community. Bold, risk-taking, and supportive. It's a family. Body life group. Messy, family, love. Community, growth, and acceptance. Transformation, community, and transparency. Christ through community. Serve, sweat, and smile. Weariness, camaraderie, and resilience. Community, service, and journey. Family, life, French. Genuine, challenging, and community. Family, desire, hope. Growing in Christ. Supportive, celebrating body. Learning about Jesus. Home away from home. Challenging the status quo. Community, acceptance, identity. Transparent, gracious family. Community on mission. That's what God has built here over the past four years, community on mission, family, home, all, all the things that people said. Uh, God has done that, not just through the Yang family and our family, but through all of us as a collective body of believers in Toronto, uh, discovering identity and destiny in Christ in order to influence our city and the world. And this week, I was talking to Trevor, uh, actually he's here. Trevor is part of our board. He is uh, Ontario Director of C2C Network, Church Planning Network. And um, he gave me a prophetic word this week. He said, God has given us an invitation. God is inviting us into something. And when he said that, I immediately heard that word because that's what it feels like for us, that God has invited us into something more, something greater. And now is not the time to reel back now's the time actually to rise up. Now's the time, if you're struggling in your faith, to start discovering your identity in Christ. Now's the time to figure out what your gifts are and your, and your passions and use them to push the kingdom forward in Toronto. And if, since you're a part of this church, it's pushing Trinity life forward. It's, it's, it's developing leaders, it's making disciples. Now's the time to do that. And we're going through so many transitions and God has told both of our families that this is for the health of our church. That we're moving forward in health and in strength, not in weakness. Like I said earlier, yeah, if we have a church mentality, we're losing something as a church. But we've never had a church mentality. We've always had a kingdom focus and a kingdom mentality. 
And it's a win in the kingdom when we're, when, when we're able to celebrate that we're releasing a family into hearing, trusting, and obey God in the kingdom. And this week, uh, we were with our church planning family in Milton, <clears throat> and we were praying over this family, this church that we planted a year and three months ago in Milton, and just praying over them as Daniel, Adam, and I. And as we were praying, God gave me this picture of an okapi. It's an animal. And I know all of you guys are like, what in the world is that? Like, some of you guys are Googling it right now. Uh, I have a picture of it. This is an okapi. It's got zebra legs, it's got like a horse body, and you can't tell exactly, maybe you can, it has a giraffe head. It has like the, the little, um, what they call ossicones on a giraffe. They're not horns, but it has the little things on the head. It's got big giraffe ears, has a long giraffe tongue. Um, it wasn't discovered until the 20th century. Like that's, that's how unique it is in Africa. It's very, it's very rare. And as we were praying for this church, God gave me this picture and I prayed it over this, this church that they were to be, they're gonna be a unique church in Milton, that God is gonna use them uh, it, much in the same way that they're gonna bring different people together, that they're gonna um, do something just unique in their city. And as I was praying towards the sermon this week, God said that, that picture that you got for them wasn't exactly for them or just for them. It was actually for you. It was actually for Trinity Life Church. It was actually for what I've been doing at the church because that church wouldn't exist, they may not exist if this church didn't exist. And, and he's saying that this is who we are moving forward. We can take that off now, it's distracting. <laughs> this is, <laughs> we are, we're a mix of random animals put together for the glory of God. And we're something unique in our city. We're something unique in our city. We're a community on mission. We're about city engagement. We're not about uh, filling up these seats. We're about sending people out. We're not about taking a discipleship course and getting biblical knowledge. We're about hearing God's voice and trusting and obeying based on uh, the reliable word of God and the scriptures, yes. We're about hearing God and obeying God and, and, and moving forward and being willing and obedient. We're not about keeping you here in this church. We're about building the kingdom in Toronto, whatever church you're a part of. And that's why every Sunday we pray for the other churches in our city because we love that the church is in our city and we know that revival is coming in our city and that we're gonna be a part of it and that the spirit is gonna move not just through us, but through all the churches united in our city for the glory of God. And we get to push that forward by engaging our city. And there's so many more unique things about us as a church. There's so many more things that I, I can go on and on about. Um, and Daniel and I have been a tremendous part of building that and them leaving doesn't change that, it actually vaults us forward. Like Vince said, they're leaving a legacy with us that is in all of us that we get to continue to build. And so thank you guys for being willing and obedient. Thank you for showing us how to do the same. We love you guys. And you'll be back here one day. <laughs> you'll be back here one day. And we know God, his blessing in his hand is on your life. And we release you into that.
He's a God who gives good gifts. And it's weird to say he's giving our church a good gift and them leaving, but he is. And at the same time, he's giving them a good gift. And we get to celebrate that. How awesome is that? We get to celebrate that, and it's just so amazing. So I'm gonna pray for us. The band is gonna lead us in an awesome song. We're gonna celebrate the body of Christ that was broken for you, the, the blood of Christ that was shed for you, because this is what we're all about. This is why Daniel and Linda were obedient. This is why they're still obedient, because Jesus did this for us, and we get to celebrate that together as a church. So let me pray for us. If you want to know more about the TLC community, check out trinitylife.ca, or you can find us on Facebook. Of course, we'd way rather meet you in person, so we hope to see you at a service soon.